0: Have I got a witness in here this morning? I love you, Jesus. Anybody really love him in here? I worship that. Come on, you know what? Help us sing and just want to tell you. It's a good place to lift your hands. Say, I love you. Yeah. Come on, if you love him, lift your hands right here. We're getting ready to preach. Come on, say, I love you. I worship him. Just want to tell you. Yeah. I like I love you. you more than anything. Come on one more time. Open your mouth and say, I love you, Jesus. I
1: love you.
0: Yes, I worship. just want to tell you Lord I love you more come on last time can y'all help us one more time everybody say I love you Jesus come on say I worship and adore you just want to tell you Lord, I love You more. Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. I wish I had somebody could help me. That's love. Come on, say, Jesus went to Calvary. Cow, to save the like you and me. That's love. Come on, say, that's love. Come on, say, they hung him high, they hung him high. Stretched him out, He hung his head. For me, he died. That's love. That's love. Say, but that's not how the story ends. But that's not the story ends. Three days later, he rose again. That's love. Ah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this opportunity, Father, to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We thank you, God, that you've been so good and so merciful towards us. We thank you for Pastor Ventus and Lady Ventus, God, for 22 years. We thank you, God, that you have allowed them to go through this journey. And the truth is, if it had not been for you, who was on their side, they never would have made it this far. And so, God, we thank you for your power and your strength for them. Father, I pray that there's a word in the house. Hide me behind the cross, God, that nobody sees me, but that everybody sees you. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise in the house. If you have your Bibles, very quickly, if I could just get a little more. I don't have that much of a voice. If I could just get a little more in this mic. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. Um, for those, can we clap our hands for the angel of this house? Pastor Venice, come on, clap our hands for the men of God. And we can't clap our hands for him. We're not clapping our hands for the woman of God. Come on, clap your hands for Lady Venice. Thank God for you. Listen. It's not too many people that can get me out of my pulpit on a Sunday. Praise the Lord. Amen. I travel, but I make sure I'm at home on Sundays. But I felt at home when I got to New Mission. Amen. Amen. So there's no other man that I would do this for besides your pastor. Can we again celebrate this awesome man of God? Amen. First Samuel chapter 30, um, I got one prerequisite, so just so y'all can make me feel like I'm at home, all right, I'm a Texas boy, and so I just need y'all to say one thing for me, we say this in Texas a lot, preach preacher, preacher. all right, I'm at home now, I'm at home, all right, let's get it, all right, first Samuel chapter 30 verse 6, verse 6 says, moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him, for all the people were embittered. Each one because of his sons and his daughters. But David, yes Lord, strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to the Abathod, the priest, the son of Amalek, please bring me the ephod. So Abathod brought the ephod to David. David did something that we all should do. David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this band, shall I overtake them? And he said to him, Pursue. Yes, Lord. I felt that in my left leg there. <laughs> Pursue, for you shall, you will surely overtake them, and you will surely rescue all. So David went out. He and the 600 men who were with him and came to the brook of where those left behind remain. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. I was built for this. I was built for this. I understand when you come into the house of God, everybody doesn't come um, to give God praise or glory. But all I need is about a good 13 people. That can help this bald head man preach very quickly. Because if I be honest, uh, a lot of us have been going through trials and tribulations. I got an amen to my left here. We've all gone through trials and tribulations to where it seems like at times life gets pretty hard. If I could just survey the room as I peruse before I get into the text, that there's been some times in our lives to where it's been sometimes I didn't really feel like lifting my hands. If I could just be honest, there was some times it took everything in me to get out the bed to come to church. Oh, y'all not going to talk back to me. It, it took some of us some time to get there this morning. Am I going to go to church? Am I going to lay in bedside Baptist this morning? Because sometimes life has a way of holding you in such a way that it becomes hard and challenging to move forward. Um, if we be honest with me, even as pastors, as I preach the pastor for his 22nd anniversary, pastor, it's hard mounting the pulpit every single week. Can I talk to you? It's hard getting up here, having a sermon, and preaching to people that won't even say good morning. I know you don't have them kind of issues. It's, i do don't—you know—I'm talking about what happens in Texas. It's—it's it's hard preaching to people who—who—who who, who good at calling you when they need something, but when you need them. I thought I had about eight brothers that they helped me preach right there. Um, They're they're nowhere to be found. Can I talk to some other folks in here? Have you ever done something for somebody and then it was a short turn to get the same thing, reciprocated back to you? They're nowhere to be found. They they don't answer their phone. They're not returning text messages. But can I preach to eight people here that can say, I'm glad I got the Lord on my side. When people change, God remains. preach the text yes lord um we now see david here first samuel chapter 30 verse 1 as i walk the text i got to give you some some insight and revelation to the text because david has just came back from winning the war what did i say he just came back from winning the war and when he came back from winning the war, if you go back to verses one through two, you'll see that when they got there, yeah. that the women and the children were gone. Pull it, yeah, pull it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So they, they know I'm not making this up here. And they were taken captive, and both small and great, without killing anyone. And they carried them away. Can we go to verse 1 so they can see what I'm preaching about right here? Because I need you to understand that when they went to Ziglag, the Malachi, they raved because they were not at the right place at the right time. Can I help you very prophetically right here understand this point in the text? You got to be careful that you leave your house covered. I don't think they got it. Too many of us are doing two things outside of our church. But, baby, before you leave them kids at the house, you better start praying over that house. I plead the blood of Jesus that everything in my house is going to be fine. Everybody that come in here going to be saved. Everybody that come against it, it ain't going to win. Can I preach to eight people that can say, baby, if I don't know how to pray nowhere else, I know how to pray in my own house. The devil can't stay in this place. I wish I had about five people there. Sometimes I do. I call it a spiritual cleaning. I don't need no fragrances. I don't need all that stuff. I start opening up windows. I start opening doors and say, devil, you can't stay here. You got to get out of here. Get out of my baby girl's room. Get out of my son's room. Can I preach to somebody that can say, the devil, you can't have no power in this house. Take that down the street. So why? They were away, their house is attacked. The house is attacked. And they carried off everything that was a possession to them. If you go to verse 4, go to verse 4. Oh, God. And when, when David got there, the people started lifting their voices because they started to weep. But can I give you the first point if I was going to give you a point? The first point is, it's okay to have your moment. Touch your neighbor, say it's okay to have your moment. Because what we've taught you is that you you can't you can't cry. You gotta be, they taught us you gotta be tough. Put your chest up, boy. You ain't no, you, you, you ain't no girl. You don't need to cry. Come on stop wipe them tears. And what happens is as men, we have created a culture to where we have a whole lot of built-up frustration. I'm preaching to men right here. <laughs> and that you can't be vulnerable because you gotta be hard in everything. But God told me to tell you, if you stop being so hard and let God have his way in your life. A lot of your families will be better if they learn how to see you be a real man. Y'all got to say man, They're getting quiet over here. Look at your neighbor and say, it's okay to have your moment. And can I, can I encourage at least about seven of y'all? Some of y'all need to have your moment right now. Because Paul Morden wrote a song called Your Tears Are Just Temporary. Sometimes the only way you get a release is by you letting some of them tears flow. And some of y'all are backed up right now because you haven't released it. You need to release your daughter right now. You need to release your son right now. You need to release this church right now. You need to release that job right now and say, Lord, get this off of me. I can't worry about it. I'm not going to stress about it. Just have your way in my life because I'm giving it to you. Look at your neighbor and say, release, release, release. And when you have your moment, I hate to say it like this, but when you have your moment, I, 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 don't, I hate to, to, to do this parallel, but this is the way God's given it to me. Um, can you say, say it? Okay, okay. Well, one time a couple of weeks ago, I found myself going to a sushi bar. And I'm in there trying to be sophisticated. And they say, try this roll and try that roll. And so one of them rolls made me very sick. And when I got home, I didn't feel like I felt when I was at the, at the little sushi uh, place. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So when I got home, my stomach started feeling bad and I, I did something that I don't like doing. I had to get it out of my system. And it was very nasty. I felt violated because I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't like throwing up. And I, and I was throwing up and throwing up and throwing up and throwing up. And I was like, Lord, can't you just let it stop? I wish I had about five people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't sit here and act like you ain't never had a day. But watch this. After I got it out of me. I felt a whole lot better. Can I preach to five of y'all right here? Some of y'all just need to get this mess out of you. Because when you get it out of you, you're going to feel a whole lot better. It's somebody right now in your mind. You need to get them out of you. It's somebody right now in your job. She works your last nerve. But you need to get her out. Who am I preaching to? It's somebody right now in your family. Y'all got the same last name. And you need to get them out of you. Because it's only stressing you out. And so they wept until they couldn't weep anymore. And so I told you, it's okay to have your moment. But Pastor Ventus, I, I got to preach with you with verse 5. Because after we just won the war, if I had to go text because I'm a Bible preacher and I can't give you text without giving you context. Because of two words in the text that gives me great revelation. And I was asking God, I said, God, why did you, out of all the things that David lost, why did you put Abinon and Abigail in the text? Verse 5. He says, well, go study with Abigail and Abinomim. Mean. One means peace. And the other one means joy. So God, I'm like, what are you saying? He says, not only did they lose everything, but when he got home, he lost his. I'm going to talk to only five real folks here. Have you ever gotten back home? And all you want to do is go home to get your peace and your joy. See, maybe y'all have never been there, but there were times in my life to where I've drove past my driveway. Brothers, y'all help, help me out so they don't so know I ain't crazy. There's times I've drove past my driveway because my house wasn't as Peaceful or joyful. I, I, I'm talking to you too. I'm talking to you too. There's been times you say I ain't going home until after 8 o'clock because every when I get home it's just something that ain't peaceful and ain't joy. What do you do when the place that's meant to have your joy and your peace is gone? I said God he said I had to put it in the text so you can understand that not only did they steal his sons and his daughters but they stole his peace. And this joy. Then we get to verse 6. I'm walking the text. I'm, I'm going to walk the text here. And, and, and David became greatly distressed because Pastor Venice, the first point I gave you is it's okay to have your moment. The second point is don't be surprised when they turn on you. Because contrary to popular belief, everybody in the church I got a church to preach to I'm fine We can. We, I can talk to you after church but I'm going to help somebody because everybody in the church pastor is not here to say I'm celebrating 22 years of my pastor It's some folks that can gave you 20 years of hell. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. And I ain't scared of nobody. Uh, uh, And the truth of the matter, everybody in church and in these pews are are not here for the right reason. But if I can preach about 18 real... Real believers that can say, Pastor, I'm not one of them because I need some Peters in my church. If you come for my pastor, you come for me. If you talk about my pastor, y'all still quiet and scary. I need some people that will not just cover him, but be there to be his support as my leader. I said I wasn't coming down. Stand. Yes, sir. Fellas, build a circle around him. Oh my god, come get in this circle watch this now watch this what happens with us I got you I, got, I want you to understand that this anniversary ain't going to be the same I want you to understand that the devil's job is to get to because if I can attack the head I can then affect, uh, priest Jason, I can then affect the body. So you got to be careful when you don't cover your man of God. Because when you leave him, it open up, open up, open up, open up, open up. Because God Almighty. <laughs> Bro, do that in real life now. Nah, don't do it for the... He choking the man Watch this. Have that same energy when somebody talk about your pastor. No, no. But what happens is, whenever, whenever there's a gap, you leave opportunity for the enemy to creep in and deal with your pastor and his wife. But if you keep the gap locked, I don't care how hard the devil tried. I don't care what he, I wish I had some praises in here. Devil, you can't come for my pastor. You can't touch him. Why? Because he's covered. New mission. Can you jump on your feet and say, pastor, we cover you. I can't hear nobody say we got you covered. We got you. All right, y'all can be seated. Y'all can be seated. Thank you, New Mission, for being obedient. Praise the Lord. Because because the truth is, as long as, Lady Venice, as long as they, they change on me, as long as I'm covered by some good ones, I don't even feel the effects of the ones who are against me. So they talked about stoning him. But, woman of God, these are the same folks Uh that we just got through winning the battle with. In the previous chapter, we have just won the battle. We're going home celebrating, excited. But when we get home, my stuff and your stuff is gone. So, Pastor, can I encourage you? And I'm going finna, to I'm finna let five of y'all ease up because y'all need to hear this one. When they turn on you, don't you turn on them. Because some of y'all know how to be real spiteful. Y'all ain't going to help me preach now. Y'all got quiet. Some of y'all know, she talked about me. She did it to me. She better not open her mouth to ask me for nothing else. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I wish she would call me next time. Her and them kids going to be hungry. <laughs> and she on Facebook at Papados. It owed me $30. <laughs> so watch this. When people change on you, Pastor, understand that God never changes. Because sometimes... Even though you have people around you, you will still feel like you're in the circle. All by yourself. And David does something here that we all need to learn how to do. He encouraged, King James says he encouraged himself. New American Standard says he strengthened himself. When was the last time you had your own praise party? You know, see if I was in if I was in Houston, I tell my church to take out their phones. And I tell them to take a selfie. And I tell them to have a party with you and yourself. And girl, you sure is good. I love the way that hair look. I love the way you look. you are wearing that wig. Oh, y'all quiet now. <laughs> I love the way you got that blush on there. When was the last time you encouraged yourself? Because you too dependent, waiting on somebody to encourage you. Now, I learned how to encourage my doggone self. I learned how to tell myself I'm more than enough. I've learned how to tell myself greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Somebody open up your mouth and shout glory. watch this because can I help you with something? Sometimes your own ears need to hear your own mouth. And you're waiting for somebody to tell you, bro, you sure wearing that tie. When I put the tie on. You sure wearing that dress when I put the dress on. Why? Because what happens is, can I, can I, tra- I transcend for two seconds? Because some of us have become so dependent on validation, we forgot the affirmation within ourselves. Yeah. So that's what I tell my millennials at my church. Y'all so dependent on everybody liking everything. And what's happening is they just liking your filter. Because it's not the real, oh God, they quiet now. So I need about any of y'all to just take this filter off. Say this is just how I am. This is just the way I am. And God's still working on me. He still ain't gave up on me. Can I preach to five real people that can say I ain't there yet, but I'm glad I ain't what I used to be. I'm glad He brought me out from where I was. So David, the text, he encourages, he strengthens his self. Everybody around me turned on me. So I couldn't go to the brothers for help because they want to kill me. I couldn't go to my boo thing because my joy and my peace is gone. So what do I do when I don't have my brothers and I don't have my wives or my children? All I can do is one thing. Father, I stretch my hands to the no other help I know. If thou would draw thyself from me, whither shall I go? I look to the hills from which come in my help. All oh, my help comes from the Lord. Can I preach to eight people that can say, I got a prayer life. And when I get low, I know how to call. I tell my church, you don't need no email. You need some knee mail. Send up some email. Get down on them knees. David encouraged himself. So can I give y'all the third one? Number one, I said, what did I say? Number who remembers number one? I love it when y'all pay attention. Number two, don't be surprised when people turn on you. But number three, pastor, you know this one. Don't panic, just pray. Some of y'all need to touch your sister right now. The girl, girl, you heard him? Stop panicking and start praying. Pastor, Pastor, in, in Houston, I deal with this thing that my, my, I got some of my believers in my church. Instead of praying, they start panicking and then they go to social media and put all their business I know y'all don't know that. I know y'all don't do. And they put all their stuff on social media. And I'm saying, instead of panicking, when was the last time you had a one on one conversation? And we have become so manipulated and thinking that I need the pastor to touch me, I need the apostle to touch me, I need the prophet to touch me. I need the bishop to touch me baby I've learned how to touch my own self and say I anoint you that you're going to come out of this matter of fact put your hand on your own head right now and say you're going to survive this too somebody touch yourself and say you're going to survive this too Close, Yes, Lord. Am I making sense? Making sense. So, I said, don't panic what? Pray. Don't panic. Pray. Don't panic. Pray. Don't panic. Pray. 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 God has me jumping off of the context to go to. Yes, Lord, I'm going to say it anyway. So, write this down. A-C-T-S. A-C-T-S. Acts. A. Write the word A. Under that write C. Under that letter write T. Under that one write S. A-C-T-S. Acts. So let me help you because God told me to interject this one. It's not even in my notes here. He said interject this because somebody needs to understand the proper order. Because an understanding the proper order acts A. Somebody say A. Somebody write, acknowledgement and adoration. So my first thing when I come to God, I have to, I love y'all, acknowledge him. Some of us are out of order because we don't acknowledge him. We used to start asking for stuff. Lord, touch my daughter. Lord, touch this. Lord, I got to do that. Lord, fix that. And we make God like he a new a version of the cha-cha slide. Lord, two times to the left. Lord, two times to the right. Lord, crisscross. Lord, go forward. Lord, go back. Like God is in heaven. Go on, laugh. Y'all know it's funny. Laugh. Smile. Y'all ain't smiled all service. Smile. Some of y'all, I've been baptized in pickle juice just sitting there. Move me. Move me. You ain't said nothing I like yet. Somebody say, Acts. Acknowledgement. What's the second one? Adoration. C. Confession. So before I ask him for anything, I need to say, God, thank you for being king of kings. Lord of lords. My alpha and omega, my beginning and the ending, my Jehovah Jireh, my Jehovah Nisi. I adore him first. Parents, can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can y'all talk to me for five seconds here? My, 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 my daughter, who's 10 years old, has mastered the axe. Daddy, I sure like your beard. <laughs> Daddy, I love the way that suit looks. I like that tie and that, that, that handkerchief. Daddy, that looks real good. And guess what it does? It gets my attention. Go on, daughter. Because God says, if you want to get the right answer from me, you got to start with the right order. Yeah. So I adore him and then I confess. See, I confess my sins. Yeah. So before you start asking to him, can you confess where you missed? Oh, y'all quiet now. Can you confess where you messed up? Acknowledge, adoration, see, confession. Then we get to T. Thanksgiving that's when I tell God thank you for everything you've done thank you God that I woke up this morning Thank you, God, that I had a little bit of activities in my limbs. Thank you, God, that I was able to see a little bit out of these eyes. Thank you, God, I had something in my pantry to eat. Thank you, God, nobody picked me off from under the bridge this morning. God, thank you, God, I'm not down at the shelter. Y'all quiet now. Can we just tell God thank you? Because there's some things that he brought us out of. Can you just lift your hand and say, Lord, I thank you right now. Thank you, thank you. Somebody wish they had on your suit right now. Somebody wish that they were sitting in worship right now. Is somebody in the hospital that could wish they could live there. (laughs) Acknowledge, confession, thanksgiving. Then the last thing you do is supplication. That's when you ask God for what you need. I must adore him first. I must confess first. I must tell him thank you first. Then lastly, then I say, Lord, this is what I, I need. Did that make sense? Yeah. Let's get back to the text. I got to get out of here. Y'all looking at me strange now. I say, okay now, enough. So David does something. He goes and consults the Lord. He says, shall I pursue? Shall I pursue this band? Shall I overtake them? What if I told you the lot of times we've gotten ourselves in trouble by doing stuff out of order? I wish I had about five people that could talk back to me very quickly and say, yes, Pastor, there's a whole lot of situations that I put my feelings into. If I would have had to prayed about it, I would have had my, all my money. I wouldn't have spent that night in jail. Oh, y'all quiet. Y'all see? Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would have had my tires still been on flat. They wouldn't have been on flat. My windows would have been here. Y'all quiet now. Y'all real quiet. It's some things that I wouldn't have done if I would have consulted God. Hey, can I help you with this one? God says, "I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put Jason on Front Street now." God says, Jason, tell him what I used to tell you all the time. He said, he used to tell me all the time, Sister Alicia, he says, stop trying to get me to bail you out of stuff you put yourself into. Can I, can I talk to five real folks that say, I knew God said left, and I still went right? Can I, I just need about five honest people, not you church folk. I need five honest people to say, I heard the Lord tell me what to do, and I still didn't do it. and then I got down on my knees and said Lord I need your help and some of us God says today if we would have just listened the first time we would have saved a lot of trials and tribulation but he does something here and I'm almost done I gotta get out of here I'm almost done here he says says, shall I pursue them and then God says something in the text in verse 8 will I catch them Verse 8, you got it? You got it. David said, I shall pursue them for you. And God said to him, pursue. For you shall overtake them and surely rescue all. Oh, okay, I'm at the close now. I'm at the close. I'm at the close now. I'm done. So all I came to tell you is that you were built For this, that trial, that tribulation, that pain, oh yeah, God, help me here you were built for pastorialship. You were built to lead God's people. You were built to stand. You were built to endure. You were built to walk sometimes by yourself. You were built to preach words that would change lives. You were built to encourage people. You were built to take people off the ledge. You were built to keep people in position. You were built to keep people in their marriages. You were built to keep people in ministry. God told me to tell you, you were built for this So let me close with all of y'all. That's good for Pastor, but what about me, man of God? You were built for this too. You were built to survive. I know what they I know what the doctor said. Oh. Because the doctor doesn't have the last answer. Oh, y'all quiet now. The doctor doesn't have the final say-so, but that doctor has to report to the doctor. And once my doctor hears what your doctor says, my doctor has the ability to heal. Oh, God. Can I preach to five people that say, Yes, he healed my body. Yes, he saved my life. He picked me up and he turned me around and he placed my feet on solid ground. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you are built for this. I'm done. Give me two minutes just to talk to you. We open the doors of the church. You were built for everything that you encountered. But pastor, you don't know I went through some abuse that I I wouldn't wish on nobody. I've been abused. I've been mistreated. I've been talked about. I've been abandoned. I've been ridiculed. I've been isolated. You mean to tell me all that? That I was built for this, and God says yes. Because God says, I'ma cause all things to work. He's gonna cause all things to work. Watch this. You can relate, you can relate to this one. And let me tell you how transparent God is with me. He says, Jason, you, you love music. I said, yes, Lord. Uh-huh. He says, when, when you think of this text going forward, it's going to bless you. Use this. I promise Give it to your choir. <laughs> he says, I want you to understand, like, all things working together is like working with the choir. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, take your sopranos right. by themselves. Uh-huh. It's all right, but it don't sound that good. You take all your altos, you let them sing by themselves, it don't sound just that good by themselves. You take the tenors, it doesn't sound all that good by themselves. He says, but when you mix the highs, I feel like running. If you mix the highs with the lows, and then some of that middle, God says, I'm going to make it all be beautiful. Because it's going to work all together for the good. What if I told you God said, I'm going to use all those things He has to take some of your high days with some of your middle and then with some of your real throw it off. That's the word we're using Houston, throw it off days. But today God told me to tell you, he'd send me all the way from Houston and say, you were built for this. And sometimes you don't feel like you can handle it, but God said you were built for this. S- sometimes it get hard, Pastor, but I know I'm built for this. I know sometimes I want to throw in the towel, but God told me to tell you, you built for this. I know you wanted to quit and walk away and, and walk away from all of it because since you are built for this. And so I encourage all of your hearts right here as we open the doors of the church to say that you have going through some trials and tribulations. You're going through some ups and some downs. But God told me to tell you, you shall recover Can I encourage you, everything that you lost, God is getting ready to give it all. I wish I had five people that could have just jumped on their feet right there. I've lost a whole lot of stuff. But God, thank you that after today, I shall recover it. Deacons come. Ministers come. So we offer Christ to you now.